Want to do better? Then it's time to change the story. Welcome to our show about new visions currently transforming the world through the confluence of art, tech, and innovation. And now your hosts, Michael Ashley and Neil Sahota. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Changing the Story. I'm really stoked to have our guest today, Ahmed Riyan, on the show. He is the business development lead for the strategic engagement division at the ITU Telecommunication Standardization Bureau, which is a specialized United Nations agency. So he's been based there since 2014 and works mainly on the AI for Global Good Summit in the areas of business development and program coordination. His job includes programming various elements of the summit, which include the really amazing program of the Innovation Factory, which is focuses on identifying and scaling AI-centric startups and innovative ideas for global impact. Prior to this role, Ahmed worked for the ITU, managing the small and medium enterprises innovation programs. Thanks for having, or thanks for coming on the show, Ahmed. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have Great. Ahmed, as a visionary, what is the story that you'd like to bring to the world? I think in the recent years, the, the, the emerging technologies on top of which comes artificial intelligence, I mean, they really provide us as humankind with amazing capabilities and super innovative solutions. And on the other side, we have a lot of actually global challenges and problems. And these global challenges are becoming more and more shared among, I mean, the whole, the whole planet uh, in a way. And we have a master plan for that that was created in 2015 by the United Nations General Assembly, uh, which is the Sustainable Development Goals. So we have a very clear uh, 17 goals that we need to pursue by 2030, uh, 169 targets, 244 indicators. And these are the problems that we need to, to actually solve. So from one side, we have a lot of problems, a lot of challenges that is now global challenges. And from the other side, we have amazing capabilities provided by new emerging technologies and they're evolving more and more every day, I would say. And I think the key element that can bridge between the two is innovation. So if you think about it, innovation is the way of tailoring or using these kind of capabilities, technological capabilities, uh, to provide solutions that can really solve these global challenges. And I think there's also a sense of urgency. We have, I mean, 10 years to 2030. So we need to really focus on how to enable and uh, nurture this kind of technology and innovation to make it more uh, for sustainable development and to achieve the sustainable development goals by 2030. So I think the, the key element here is focusing on uh, providing more capabilities, providing a platform that can work as a match made between the technology, technological providers or AI solution providers or technology solution providers and the uh, problem owners or experts who know exactly where is the challenges globally uh, through uh, technology innovation. So you mentioned there was a, a master plan. So for people that aren't familiar with the, the sustainable goals, could you explain what, what the plan is uh, and what they're trying to do? And then the second part of that question is, can you talk about what that innovation looks like to solve these, these challenges? Very good question. So I think for the sustainable development goals, it was in the United Nations General Assembly in 2015. So it's five years back from now. And they identified 17 goals. It's actually very generic goals, but the interesting thing about them is that it has very detailed targets underneath. And each target has some indicators to uh, kind of measure uh, the progress, or monitor the progress for these uh, targets and goals. 
And these 17 goals have been uh, kind of approved and we had more than almost 200 countries, it was 193 countries committed on, on working on them. So basically the whole, the whole world. And what's interesting about the sustainable development goals is that there was an evolution to the uh, Millennium Development Goals before. And the sustainable development goals is the same goals for everyone. So there's no differentiation between developed and developing countries. So all the countries agree that these are the challenges which we need to tackle and we need to solve. And, and here comes the, I think the second part uh, of the question of, okay, how can we solve them? There's a lot of, of ways, of course, but I'm, I'm very much passionate about technology uh, because first it has no barriers. So it's very easy to be scaled all over, over, over the world. Second, it kind of uh, enable a lot of people who might not have enough resources to innovate because it, it, it gives them this capability that you can, I mean, if you, if you now think about artificial intelligence and, and be some kid in, in, in one of the countries thinking about uh, developing an algorithm or a model using AI to uh, identify where the, the extreme poverty uh, communities all over the globe, this would work, right? And, and our job here, and I'm talking from an IT perspective, which is, as Neil mentioned, the United Nations Specialized Agency for uh, Information and Communication Technology, is to identify these kind of innovations and to try to scale them uh, for hopefully a positive global impact. And uh, it's, that's why we, I work a lot on this AI for Good uh, Summit, which is the matchmaking platform uh, to make this kind of, of matchmaking or bridge between common origins and solution providers. And a lot of people would ask how you define AI, but actually more people would ask how do you define good? And it's very easy to define good now having sustainable development goals, right? So this is basically the direction that we try to, uh, to go for. And we try to go there using the artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, capabilities. So the sustainable development goals or SDGs are really lofty goals. They're great goals, but they're things like, you know, end, end hunger, or zero hunger actually, you know, end poverty, good health, right? And I know a lot of people look at these things and say, oh my God, these are huge. How are we ever going to make them happen? But it, it's interesting that at least some of the work that I've seen is that uh, a lot of these people trying to tackle these problems are looking at their local problems, right? But it happens that they have global solutions. I mean, so many areas of the world, unfortunately, people suffer from hunger. So many, so many places in the world, they don't have access to good health care. You know, it, it's interesting. How, how do you see this dynamic kind of playing around as you, you know, you're building this ecosystem, this community of, you know, matchmaking solutions and driving innovation? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. I think so. Here are the two things. So one thing is, what do we? Def how do we define innovation? And exactly as you said, innovation starts with the problem. So someone has to define uh, a specific problem. It can be a very local problem somewhere just in their region or, or community. It can be something like uh, using solar energy to uh, to generate uh, energy. Right. So it's it's a very global uh, thing, and both works actually. And there's different ways of identifying such problems. And from another, from another way, how do we define the solution for these problems? You can innovate through um, product innovation, you can innovate through a process innovation or a business model innovation. There's different uh, types of innovations. And uh, what we do in, in the AI for Good Summit, and it's, it's good that you ask this, we actually work on both levels. So from one level at the summit, we work on creating this, uh, identifying and, and, and creating this mega projects initiative uh, uh, concrete outcomes uh, and, and these outcomes come by blending the 
solution providers or AI innovators with the problem owners or experts on the global challenges. But we have also a very interesting element, which is called the innovation factory, the Good Innovation Factory. And this is exactly where it, it, it's actually identified the small local solutions for local problems that can be scaled to a global impact. So it can be scaled, it can be replicated. We, we have to identify the, the market conditions of the solution and if it can match another uh, market condition, so it can be replicated somewhere else. Or if actually we can identify some uh, opportun partnership opportunities or investment opportunities for these kind of innovations that can be also uh, scaled if it's a good innovation. So a good innovation starts from a problem. A problem can be very local, can be uh, more of a global problem. Usually it needs some sort of innovative use of technology. Uh, what are we interested in now is artificial intelligence at the Arctic Good Summit uh, so that it can scale using technology or can be replicated using technology. And also what are we interested in is building the ecosystem around these innovations so that we, we actually can nurture uh, these kind of solutions, we can scale it, we can provide the proper partnerships uh, that can help uh, this to scale to a global impact. Keeping in mind that we have, as well, I always say, the 10 years urgency uh, thing that we, we need to identify such a solution in the coming, I would say, two or three years so that it can be scaled in the, in the coming five to seven years. So hopefully we have something happening before uh, 2030 in one or more of the sustainable uh, development goals. By the way, I love that, that name, Innovation Factory. That's great. So um, can you give us an example of, of an, um, the participant, something that's happening within the Innovation Factory, an idea that was taken to it, and how it's actually uh, being implemented in, in real life? That's, that's a good question. So yeah, that's a very practical, I would say, uh, question. So I think last year we had a, a great uh, Swiss-based startup. Uh, it's called Emerging Ford. And it was one it was uh, pitching in one of our uh, SMEs and, and kind of startups events in the ITU. And uh, we figured out that a few months later, they got, I don't want to disclose the number, but they got a couple of hundreds of millions as funding because their innovation was great. They invented something called the ICE cooling liquid. So it's, um, it's a concept which is liquid cooling of uh, servers in data centers. So basically, you don't have to cool down the whole data center anymore which reduces the apex and, and the opex and capex very much of any of any data centers. And, and data centers and data is rising exponentially, as we all know. So you're basically providing a solution that is good for the environment, because you don't have to create a cooling system, which uh, produces a lot of CO2. And uh, you're actually reducing the cost of building one data center, reducing the, the operation costs and the, the, the capex as well, the capital expenditures as well for the data center. And it's a great business. So this is a very good example. And now they got this kind of funding and they actually still with us at the Innovation Factory for the IFA Summit this year in 2020, but they came as a sponsor and say, okay, we want to back this kind of initiative. We want to, to support other startups who can do that. So that, that, that's one example. Another one was during the AI for Good Summit uh, last year, 2019, uh, where we had, uh, actually we started with a pilot uh, of the Innovation Factory last year with just 15 to 20 startups. Uh, getting their solutions from all over the world. We got some of the world leaders and really good profiles who can evaluate the startups. I mean, Neil was, was actually one of, one of them as well. And um, we tried to make this process where we can evaluate the startups on how innovative their solution is, uh, how uh, unique and novel it is, how, uh, how much of their uh, potential for scalability, their uh, relevance to the sustainable development goals, and their artificial intelligence or machine learning uh, solution, right? And I think one of them was, it's called Cure AI, 
and it's an Indian startup. And I also knew that two months ago, we got huge amount of funding, like with tens of millions as well. And we are in touch with them and probably uh, we're gonna have them in one of our online innovation factory uh, webinars very soon, in the next week or two weeks, uh, just to tell us about their story, the, the journey from being a small startup maybe three years ago and now being an amazing company. And the innovation was in the healthcare system. So we used the capabilities of AI in terms of image recognition to diagnose a lot of x-rays and MRIs uh, way more efficient than any human doctor, I would say, or radiologist, uh, but also having a great social impact because it can reach so much like rural areas and places where there's no hospitals or no uh, clinics and, and it can really democratize this idea of early diagnosis for everyone. So these are the kind of, of solutions we try to, to focus on. This is a kind of innovation we try to focus on the innovation factory, which is identifying a small or um, kind of a local, as, as we said, innovation that can be scaled uh, to a global impact. This is one thing. The other thing is we also blend these innovations towards our summit breakthroughs and solution tracks. So we have specific topics and solution tracks in the summit where they are action-oriented tracks and, and breakthroughs that we try to create projects out of these discussions, sort of talk show. It's very much an action-oriented platform. So one thing is recognizing the startups and recognizing this kind of innovations, but another thing is getting these innovations to be part uh, of the discussion in the tracks and in the other programs on the, on the AI for Good platform to hopefully create this big, uh, big uh, great uh, initiatives that we have. And I mean, I can, if time allows, I can speak about some of these uh, initiatives and outcomes that we got out of the previous summits. Sure, sure. Well, I, I got to say that the Innovation Factory is a really powerful program. And, you know, I, I know you shared a couple of really great examples, but like my own experience, it's amazing to see these, you know, young entrepreneurs, some kids even older or middle-aged entrepreneurs from around the world given a platform to share what they're working on. Like, you know, and what's impressive is like you know, I said, people from like Malawi talking about they're trying to create a jobs app because one of the big things everyone needs is trying to find a good job. And I'm like, man, that's true everywhere. Yeah. But some of the things I actually think is fascinating where people are like actually worried about preserving their like cultural heritage. Right. And that, that's another thing I actually see, like even in the United States, we always talk about like the indigenous tribes. How do we do some of these things? I mean, there's, there's so much out in the world. How do you guys kind of bring that in the innovation factory? I mean, how, how do these, you know, startups get connected and how do they get into the, I got to call it the pipeline. I mean, I, I mean, it seems like there's just potentially millions of companies out there you could work with. That, that, that's true. I, I'm really on, on this particular point, the, the, the preserve, preservation of cultural heritage. Uh, we, we have a very strong solution track in the summit this year. It's called AI and Preservation of Cultural Heritage. And, uh, and it was one of these topics that usually when you talk about artificial intelligence, you think that, oh, we can create some solutions for uh, finance, for health, for education. But nobody thinks about the, the culture uh, part and how can technology, technology can actually help in working and preservation of history or cultures or languages. But then when you look a little bit deeper, you're saying that, oh wow, there's a lot of things that AI can do in, in this field. One of them, for example, we have a great research coming from, um, from University College London, and they're part of the, of the culture heritage track, is identifying, seeing, you know, when you have a painting, like Picasso painting, they, they found out that 40% of Van Gogh's painting actually had a paint, another painting underneath, because Canvas was, was very expensive back then, and artists were not very rich. So they used to, to use the same canvas for 
many paintings. So they do a painting and they show it to the people and then they draw on top of it or they just a kind of cut it in black and do another painting on top of it. For example, to, to reuse the same canvas or for other reasons. There's a lot of things that happen in the history of painting multiple times on the same wall or canvas or whatever. They used, they used in this research AI to identify if there was another painting underneath the painting that you can see in the museums right now. And they also used AI to kind of separate both paintings. So at the end, you can see a painting of, of Picasso that you never saw before, but it was always there on the wall underneath another painting. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's fascinating how, how you can see that AI is taking you back to history, to, to rewriting history in a different way, right? Talking about indigenous languages and, and, and dialects, there's a lot of, of dialects. I, I heard the number 2,000 dialects would be, would be lost in the coming, I think, 50 years because the native speakers who speak this dialect, they just, it's a narrative language, it's not written. And I think there's a lot of efforts on using artificial intelligence to kind of capture uh, this spoken language somehow on, on platforms where it can create some sort of a grammar and vocab out of it. So it can be taught to new uh, people, to, to, to other people. So it's, it's really interesting to see how can AI, I mean, using artificial intelligence to identify the age of some of the pieces in the museums so that you would know this is this piece was from this era or from that era, so it wasn't the same. So it's, it's rewriting the history in many ways using the capabilities of artificial intelligence. So again, if we're talking about sustainable development goals, culture is one of the top. If we're talking about uh, the, the, the history, the arts, it's one of the most important things that uh, I mean, really push the, the creativity potential of humans and their imagination to maybe create better technical solutions, right? So, so it's, uh, for me, it's, it's as, as important as uh, education, health, and, and, and the culture, all the other uh, goals that we're trying to reach through innovation, innovation. That's, that's fascinating. I, I would never imagine that you could use AI for that specific purpose, uh, finding the, the painting before. Um, but going back to what you said about AI and art and creativity, I think that a lot of people don't associate AI with creativity. They instead, they think about it as a dehumanizing mechanism and, and rightly so for their purposes. I mean, in terms of you've watched movies like Terminator, you think bad things about AI. So going back to an earlier comment you were talking about with defining the word good, I wonder when you're talking to especially individuals in poorer nations, is it difficult for them to imagine that there is a good element for AI because so much of the media emphasis has been about the bad and how do you overcome those perceptions? Well, I think um, it, it feels, uh, I have to say for me, a bit weird talking about technicalities of AI with Neil being there. So please, if I said anything wrong, Neil, you can also correct me. But I think, I think what we're trying to focus on, there's two types of AIs. There's the AGI and AMI, artificial general intelligence and artificial narrow intelligence. And Terminator scenario is definitely one of these AGI uh, kind of concepts, right? The, the artificial intelligence, the, the system or the machine that can do everything and think like a human and outperform human in every way, in, in general intelligence in general. But I think what we're focusing on here is the artificial narrow intelligence. So it's the, the application, the very practical applications of using the machine learning or AI to tackle a specific uh, problem or to achieve a specific goal uh, that we think is very important to humanity based on the sustainable development goals. So the, 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 I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of discussion around what can AI, scary AI, or what we, we had a session in the, the last summit called AI for Bad, like we're discussing all these scenarios that we don't want to see in, in the coming, uh, I don't know, 50 to 100 years. But again, what we try to focus on in this platform is the very practical applications 
that can really uh, help in achieving uh, one or more of system development goals. And these ones are generally um, very useful in terms of, um, so AI has a lot of capabilities that make it super useful to use if you need this capability in your solution. So things, for example, like hyper-personalization. If you want to personalize something or hyper-personalize something on an individual level, you can use it in platforms like, like Netflix or for advertising, which is great. Or you can also use it in healthcare systems, right? Or financial, uh, in the finance sector, because you want to know exactly one the, the solution can really be tailored to your individual needs in a healthcare system, in, a, in your financial transaction, your financial history, things like that. So that, that's a great thing. You can use capability, for example, like the autonomous uh, capability that the AI can, can run by itself in many ways. And this can be very useful maybe in the uh, autonomous car or things related to uh, specific jobs that can make it faster and easier for, for humans, right? So there's specific capabilities and patterns in the AI solution that we try to focus on that make it very practical and, I mean, get us closer to achieving sustainable development goals. We're focusing mainly on that other than the uh, Terminator scenario or the artificial general intelligence, which it's, it's as important, but I think there's other entities and other uh, events uh, focused on this. I, I think it's really powerful across the board here, but it's, it's also interesting giving kind of a voice to people that live with a pain, right? Because they always say that necessity is the mother of invention. I think it's probably one of the reasons why there's so much, I think, success and so much need for the innovation factory. I, like, I remember seeing that Korean company where they're using AI to help hearing impaired people, like if there's an emergency, like a train station or a shopping center, and they, they can't hear the announcement, here's an opportunity to communicate with them through a text or even like like sign language on an app. And like, I, I never would have thought of that, right? And, and I think this is really the potential that you're, you guys are unlocking, Ahmed, by actually bringing the people that live with this pain to the forefront. I mean, what's, what's kind of the grand vision here for the, the innovation factory and, you know, just, you know, I know there's a match being like, but five years, 10 years from now, where do you see this all going? Yeah, so I, I think exactly as you, as you mentioned, I mean, you were, you were one of the mentors and judges in the last uh, innovation factor pitching session and you said something that I think is brilliant. You said that AI is a great evolution technology, but AI innovation is a revolution. So it's not just the capability of, of technology, it's combining it with the innovation element that you can think of a new problem, as you just mentioned, it's a very simple solution. I mean, having AI to understand the sign language, but the moment you realize this as a problem and use the AI, you made a great invention and, and, and this can really scale. So it's, it's having this innovative mindset. And I always say that innovation as a culture is not a strategy, right? You have a lot of like, I mean, culture eats strategy for, for breakfast. So you always have this kind of innovation strategies in corporates and organizations, but it would never work if, unless you have a culture of innovation. And a culture of innovation required uh, the ability, and, I mean, the, the, you have to make peace with the fact that you can do some mistakes or you can uh, work on something and then pivot to something else. And, and this culture of innovation uh, can be done or can be taken forward by startups, by idea innovators, by uh, this kind of community. But if you're talking about uh, larger organizations, if you talk about very well-established entities or governments, uh, they, they might not be able to innovate that much, might not be able to take such risks. And that's why I think the aim of the innovation factory is to bring this new audience, this 
new type of audience and, and communities to the AI for Good Summit platform. So you have the AI for Good Summit that has 36 United Nations agencies as partners, right? You have all the, the big, I mean, many big corporations. We have Microsoft as a platform sponsor last year. This year we're having like Amazon, we're having different uh, corporates on that level. You have I mean, all the member states as well uh, on board because we are the, the United Nations agency. Uh, so it, it makes sense to have all these partnerships, which is great to work on uh, this matchmaking platform between AI innovators and problem owners. But the Innovation Factory goal is to bring this new innovative uh, community towards this uh, machine, towards this process, towards this platform, right? And my biggest dreams and answering your question in the coming two, uh, three years, or maybe 10 years, is to really be able to let those two worlds meet on, on the AI for Good Summit uh, platform. So you have some, something that the Innovation Factory that works as a bottom-up, Right, so we try to identify small solutions, startups, and try to scale them to this uh, global impact. And you have all the organizations, the United Nations agencies, the, the, the member states or the countries working on the level as well, but you all have to meet at some point in this uh, platform. So once we uh, achieve this goal, I think we would have a very, very powerful and innovative and unique uh, platform for AI uh, for good. The 10 years goal, and of course, as you mentioned, 10 years for me would be very simple, is hopefully achieving as much as possible the sustainable development goals. Right? So the deadline is 2030. So my biggest dream is to say, okay, we managed to, I mean, move the needle a little bit towards achieving one or more of these kind of goals uh, as we always hope for. And it would be great if we can say, actually, AI helped in that. So, so we can still say that AI for good is not just a movement or some just an an idea that we tried to work on. It's on the ground practical solutions that managed to uh, achieve one or more of sustainable development. I have a final question for you. So you've mentioned this phrase, which I love, which is this culture of innovation. We've been talking about innovation this whole conversation, but we know that human beings are very loath to accept change. We don't want to change. It's, it's, it's very uncomfortable, very, it, it, it induces feelings of, of fear and anxiety. So knowing that that is the human trait, how do we overcome that natural tendency to not want to innovate, to not want to change? Well, I think sometimes uh, now it's getting more and more of a, of a necessity. Huh? So a, a perfect example is us having this online because of the corona, COVID-19, right? So this is strange. We, always, we, had, we had great plans for 2020 on, on the, our physical event and the summit and the platform, but then you have a huge change out of a global challenge or problem that, I mean, tackled the whole, the whole world. And we had to change and we had to innovate and we had to uh, think about new solutions uh, as a young organization from working from home, working remotely, doing all these webinars online. And I think everybody in the world is doing the same, right? So I think when we talk about problems like the plastic waste, climate change, uh, uh, pandemics, all, all these kind of things, is becoming more and more uh, present and, and we, can, we can actually see the risk of it. And that's why there's a very uh, clear need for uh, innovation, for flexibility and for adaptability. So I think we don't have to push the change on people, but we just have to show them that there's a new ways of doing things, there's new solutions that we can use. And with the current global challenges, we know that it's, we have to change our ways uh, for a better world. So, so I think it, it's, today is, is, is the best way to innovate. And it's the, the, the day where we really need innovation 
the most. Uh, and this is changing the culture of the people who are against the change to know that they have to. So it's not like you accept it or you like it or not, it's actually that you have to. So will you do it or will you become obsolete? And I think when we talk about uh, technology disruption uh, five years ago, now we don't talk about disruption anymore because it's, it's kind of a, of a fact, it's reality. Everybody knows that a new invention is gonna come, a new app, a new solution is gonna come and disrupt uh, all the others, all the, uh, the status quo. Huh? So that's why most of the organizations, most of the corporates even, having their accelerators program within the corporate organization, having this focus on innovation, they try to work with startups, they try to work with idea innovators to make sure that they can accommodate these new inventions within uh, their systems and they can uh, work and walk with the evolution of technology and not be disrupted by a technological revolution that we were in 24. So I think it's more of a, um, of a reality. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And, uh, and every wise person, organization, country have to work on making sure they're adaptive enough, flexible enough, ready uh, for such uh, change, hopefully using technology because really I cannot see any other way. Oh, this has been fantastic, Ahmed. Like, if people want to learn more about your work, the Innovation Factory, maybe get involved, or get involved with AI for good, what's for the best way for them to connect on this? Well, I think it's very, it's very easy. Just the, the website really have everything. So it's arforgood.itu.int. And, and you'd find an open call for startups or idea innovators. They can apply. It's like one minute, less than one minute. Application is very easy application. If you have a startup, you can apply as a startup. You can apply as an idea innovators, uh, innovator. And this is simply you can be a high school student, have an idea of using AI to achieve the SDG. It can be a professor. It can be whatever, but it doesn't have to be a registered company or a startup or a venture. So you have the startups category. You have the ideas uh, category. You also can see the program, our online program that runs all year long on our platform. So every week we have uh, various elements. Actually this week on, on Friday, we're having a pitching session on AI for good pitching session. It's gonna be at uh, 3 p.m. Geneva time. Uh, it's one of the pitching session. Next week we have, uh, on the 20th of May, we have an AI to preserve culture heritage uh, uh, webinar. Uh, it's about indigenous languages. And we get actually having the head of AI of Duolingo uh, talk about this. So the program is online, the, the call for startups, for artists uh, who use AI to create their, their arts uh, is online. Also, if somebody have an idea for a webinar or a session that we need to take over or we need to, to work with them to uh, have it on our platform, we can also submit it on, online. And if, if somebody wants to just send us an email or drop us a line for a suggestion or an idea, it's ai at itu.int. Very simple, ai at itu.int. All right, fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks very much to you. Thanks very much, Michael. Thank you. Hey, if you liked today's show, please remember to hit the like button and leave a comment. If you've been enjoying the Changing the Story podcast series, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you.